Are you ready? Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. I am AP, and I am happy to have you here with me today on this very, very, very chilly November afternoon. We have a lot to unpack here today. There were two really good football games played this past Sunday, and that brings us one step closer to that East and West final matchup. The Ticat 13, Harris. Pressure coming, gets it away! Touchdown, Jake Winicky! What a start for Montreal. Marching down the field, Harris to Winicky. And the Alouettes have them coming from the 47. No problem for Seth Small. Should do it. 16 seconds on the clock. Clinton back in 2008, but how sweet this must be for him. Closing in on it now. Final play. As Schultz airs it out in a crowd. Doesn't matter. It's over. The Eastern semifinal has been decided. And the Alouettes playoff route against Hamilton is over. We start out in the early game, which took place between the visiting Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Montreal Alouettes. As we talked about on the preview show, this was a rematch of last year's Eastern Semi, but this one had a much different result. The home field Owls really had this one wrapped up at halftime. They were leading 22-6 and went on to win 28-17 and punched their ticket for the showdown with the Argos in Toronto. Trevor Harris had the solid day he needed to have, going 27 for 34 with 243 yards along with a TD and an interception, but to me, their run game looked really good for the Alouettes. Walter Fletcher had 11 carries for 77 yards with a touchdown, while William Stanback carried 10 times for 66 yards. Eugene Lewis, the East Most Outstanding Player nominee, was a big target for Harris today, pulling in seven catches for 98 yards. The Montreal defense definitely showed up, registering six combined sacks on the two Tiger Cat QBs. For Hamilton, however, the day could have gone better. Dane Evans only completed 7 of 10 passes for only 123 yards and a pick before getting benched early in the third quarter for backup Matt Schiltz, who went 11 for 19 for 127 yards with a TD and interception as well against his former club. Wide receiver Tim White seemed to be the main target of the day, pulling in 8 receptions for 142 yards. The Montreal defense shut down the Hamilton run game only allowing the Ticats to register 37 total rushing yards. The Hamilton defense was able to get three sacks on Trevor Harris, but it wasn't enough, and Montreal will now travel to Toronto, while Hamilton has been sent home early this year. Second trip to the red zone today for the Lions after a 25-yard completion to Hatcher. Rourke, hit as he throws to the end zone! Touchdown, BC! Three options to the right here for Rourke. That's where he's going to look first. Pressure up the middle, hit and taken down. Cam Judge with a huge sack late in the second quarter. Boy, he's been a playmaker this year, leading the league in in the new stat. In the second half, starting on his own 30. Looking down the field, deep shot to start it. Rodgers! An old-timer from Dominic Rives! 
Ramsey goes up and holds it in. And the Lions start the second half with a bang. Bye bye. Pipkin on third and inches into the game to keep this drive alive. Go. Takes the head off. Now he's going to be throwing down the field. Got him in. Inside the 20. Keon Henry gone. Touchdown Lions. Antonio Pipkin keeps it. Sean White, Bo Levi Mitchell, one last time with the Calgary Stampeders. This time it ends in defeat. In Vancouver, it was the BC Lions edging out the Calgary Stampeders 30-16. Nathan Rourke had an outstanding playoff debut with 321 yards and two TD passes. James Butler was able to penetrate the strong Calgary defense with 20 carries for 95 yards. The Lions receiving core delivered on this day for their young quarterback. Keon Hatcher had 162 receiving yards with a touchdown. Alexander Hollins had 73 yards also with a touchdown. And Dominic Rimes had 8 receptions as well for 72 yards. There was even that really impressive drive that ended with a 45-yard bomb from quarterback Antonio Pipkin to Keon Hatcher late in that third quarter. The Calgary offense just could not get things rolling against the Lion defense. Starter Jake Mayer had only 12 completions for 138 yards. The game even saw Bo Levi Mitchell come in for the struggling Mayer. Kadeem Carey was kept fairly quiet on the day with only 43 rushing yards. Receiver Malik Henry was the biggest target of the day for both Calgary quarterbacks, pulling in 7 catches for 119 yards. QB Tommy Stevens had the lone touchdown for Calgary on a quarterback sneak late in the game. The BC Lions are now off to Winnipeg to face the Bombers in this Sunday's Western Final. In some other happenings around Canadian football scene, the CJFL's championship game called the Canada Bowl takes place this Saturday at Mosaic Stadium in Regina between the Okanagan Sun and the Regina Thunder. It's the oldest Canadian football championship in history, as this will be the 114th edition of the CJFL's finale. The Regina Thunder are looking to win the club's second national title and first since 2013. The Okanagan Sun, however, are going for their third title, winning the previous two in 1988 and 2000. There is also a massively growing amount of young ladies getting into the game of football in Canada, which is amazing to see. The number of young girls coming up through the Bantam programs is growing year over year. The two biggest programs in Canada are the WWCFL in Western Canada and the Central Canadian Women's Tackle Football League. Football Canada also now has a women's national team. But the more the game opens up and breaks gender barriers, coaches and game officials also have to keep up with the ever-changing times. Calling lineups 9-man and 12-man football needs to change and in turn will change the sexist stereotypes. 9-a-side and 12-a-side creates a more welcoming and inclusive environment for all, which is what we ultimately want to grow the game of football for everyone. We are one week away from the 109th Grey Cup on Sunday, November 20th from Mosaic Stadium in Regina. But before we get there, we have the East and West Finals taking place this Sunday. 
It's been a decade since the Montreal Alouettes took on the Toronto Argonauts in the Eastern Final. 2012 was the time the two teams met when it was Toronto traveling to Montreal and winning 27-20. BMO Field in Toronto, however, is the site for this year's battle. The Argo starting quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson was on the losing side of the East Final last year, something I am sure he wants to change this year. The Argos took the season series in 2022, winning two of three meetings. And in a shocking turn of events, Toronto running back Andrew Harris was back on the field at practice this week. This game between the Montreal Alouettes and Toronto Argonauts kicks off this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. In the West, it's expected to be an explosive battle between the BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is the matchup most fans have been waiting for all year long. The Bombers are looking to make CFL history by winning their third consecutive Grey Cup title, a three-peat that's never been done before. It's the Juggernaut Bombers taking on the future in the BC Lions, led by rookie Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke. The Blue and Gold won two of three meetings during the regular season. It's going to be a QB battle with the very rested Bomber quarterback, Zach Caleros, having a lengthy wait for this matchup, which gave plenty of time for rest and preparation. Of course, on the other side, BC's Nathan Rourke came back from injury and battled Calgary in the semifinal. And let's not discount the fans' implication. In this one, as we heard this past Sunday in the Dome in BC Place, the Winnipeg fan base will be loud and crazy. I'm super excited to see this game, and I'm hopefully going to be there watching it live with everybody in Winnipeg. That is it for this week. I will be back next week with a full recap and a look at the huge Grey Cup matchup. Please don't forget, follow us on Instagram at Around the CFL Podcast. And also, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.